Hey everyone, welcome to Final Rose tonight. We are in week four um, and we are just catching up. So we've had vacations and I've had COVID for the last few weeks. So thanks for your patience, but man, we have a lot to talk about. So much. Hi. <laughs> Hi. For those of you who we haven't met, uh, we are Lisa and Susan, two friends and moms who have a love of The Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise and all of the spinoffs that we've been watching throughout the years. And so normally we do a recap of each episode, but given that we're four episodes in, we're going to talk through a lot of the highlights of what we've seen. And really, I'm interested, Susan, in your perspective this is a whole new approach, right? We talked a lot last season around how are they going to manage two bachelorettes? Will it be like Joe Millionaire? Because I thought Joe Millionaire did a great job. So now that we're four weeks in, what do you think of this format? Well, I'm in many ways, I'm loving it, partially because I think I love the two leads so much. And they both have such um, winning personalities that they won me over. And I'm enjoying them, even though it's quite a roller coaster for both of them up and down emotionally, but I'm enjoying the season. I like the two, I, I like the two women lead option. The interesting thing is they act like there's no organization. There was no rules. There was no planned layout of how this was going to work. It just, it's interesting how uh, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason of what's happening. Jesse has said about 20 times, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen. You ladies are in charge. What would you like to happen? Which is so silly because I don't really believe that. I think they had a system in place. You know, it's just like tiresome here. Jesse's hilarious. Jesse's making me laugh. Not necessarily in a good way. Not in the ways that he wants you to make him laugh. Um, no, I agree. Listen, I, I like the idea of the two bachelorettes. And maybe they did have a plan. And maybe they did have to veer from the plan because there was a a period where the girls were overly insecure. They didn't know who was going for who, and maybe they liked the same guys and the guys weren't sure what was going on. So I understand why they decided to split them up. Was this planned in advance? I don't know. But to your point, you know, even during the rose ceremony, right, for Jesse to come in and be like, oh, Rachel, you got rejected. Um, here's what's going to happen now. Like, were they anticipating that or not? Like, why don't they set expectations in the beginning? Because then it just becomes awkward for everyone. There's a lot of talk of, oh, we never would have thought that you would both like the same person or one person would like both of you. What do you mean you never thought of that? The whole world knew that was a possibility. Right. I think there was a lot of concern and speculation in advance that they were going to pit them against each other. Right. And I know there was a commitment from the show to not do that. But inevitably, these things are still going to happen, right? Like you're both going to like the same guy. Logan's a great example, right. right? So Gabby was really into him too in the beginning. And then Rachel came in and that, you know, during the cocktail party was like, I just kissed Logan and she was excited. And so what does Gabby do with that? Right. And so they, then he sort of becomes Rachel's guy, even though he doesn't want to be, which well, is what that's we an interesting little uh, thing that happened that you just pointed out. When Rachel and Gabby got together and Rachel said, I kiss Logan. I don't know if you remember, Gabby had also kissed Logan. Yeah, she did. She, did she tell Rachel? She didn't. She didn't. Now, did she tell her? I mean, I can't believe that Rachel said, I kissed Logan and Gabby didn't say, I did too. I think they just cut it out and they must have decided you can have him, I'll take so-and-so. Maybe. You know, it depends on the personality of someone, right? Like, I probably would have been like, so did I. He's amazing. But some people might step back and be like, wow, this person seems really into him. I'm going to be sensitive to their feelings. Possibly. So we don't really know what had happened. The other thing that I saw was that the ratings are low, right? They're mm -hmm. still winning their time slot. What I want to understand is, 
are they low because people just aren't watching network TV as much anymore? Are they low because people feel like The Bachelorette has jumped the shark? Are they low because people weren't into, I mean, listen, the last few seasons have been challenging. Michelle's season, Clayton's season. This, I thought maybe they would shake it up and it would be better. I think it's still won the time slot, but I think they're still grappling with low ratings. Like, is this the beginning of the end? (laughs) Well, here's the problem. The way I look at it, every season for the past umpteen seasons, except for Matt James, he was someone who came in out of nowhere. Everybody has been a contestant on a previous season, I believe. So if you have Michelle's season that didn't have high ratings, and then Clayton, who we didn't even really know who he was. Nobody really liked him. Barely knew him or liked him. He came out of that season. So his season was low. You're just perpetuating the low seasons by taking someone from a low season. Now, there was some talk regarding the season at some point that they were going to have to find a celebrity or someone. I heard about that. Like Like Khloe Kardashian. Kardashian. (laughs) Somebody who has a million followers and a million, you know, fans to get this, you know, ratings up. But they didn't do that, obviously. But they did pick what I thought was a really smart idea at the time was to take two of the women and mm-hmm. make them leads. So in theory, you have bolstered the number of fans. Like you're going to have your Rachel fans and your Gabby fans. I don't think it's really necessarily come out to be that they have super high ratings, but it was sort of a good idea in lieu of Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Right, exactly. And they did try, they thought about Tyler Cameron, right? Someone right. who's been in the bachelor world that does have a big following. So going back to your comments about the women, right? You said, I love both of them. They have winning personalities. There's been a lot of criticism of both of them, just like anybody, right? That's the world in which we live. I also really like them. Like, I think they're just good people. They've got a lot of insecurities, just like anybody would. And I think about some of the situations that they're in. For example, Rachel gets rejected, right? Three people rejected her rose and she comes out and says, I don't even want to be here anymore. Why am I even here if nobody even wants me? And I'm like, but what about Tino? And what about all these guys who are super into you? But then I'm trying to put myself in that position and think I probably would feel the same way because it is a really embarrassing and humiliating situation. Well, and it's funny that she kept saying, because, well, Gabby said I was rejected. Look, I had Hayden talking smack to me. Oh man, we got to come back to him. We're going to come back to all that. (laughs) But there were several people in a row. Jacob was kind of a jerk, you know, whatever. And so she was bummed. But then Rachel has her um, rose ceremony where people said, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we don't want you. We don't want your rose. And Gabby said, well, see how I feel. And Rachel said something interesting. She's like, but mine was so public and yours was more private. And I'm laughing at myself because I don't know what the ratings equate to, 2 million people or something. Right, they're just as public to the <laughs> viewing audience. Maybe right. there's five or six people different, but it's just as right. public. But it is in front of all of the other guys, right? right? So I understand that feeling. But I guess my point was, I think they're both amazing women. I really like them a lot. I think all every little nuance of your personality is going to come out in these things, right? Like Rachel's crying nonstop, right? They're interspersing her crying with Gabby's group date. So a lot of people are like, she's exhausting. I also felt that she was exhausting the last couple of episodes, but it doesn't take anything away that I really like her and respect her and think she's a great person. Gabby's getting a lot of criticism because as people are sharing their most intimate feelings with her, she's like, yeah, mm-hmm, totally. Uh-huh. And, and like her head v- up and down. viciously like <laughs> right, bobbing her head up and down. And it is like, nails on a chalkboard and I'm like is she listening to this person or is she so nervous and in her own head and not paying attention but I think she actually is and that's just her 
way, which isn't a bad thing, right. but it's sort of hard to hard to separate. Like, I like this person, but oh my gosh, this what they're doing right now is driving me bonkers. Well, <laughs> so. I agree. Although there's certain things I like. I mean, look at the last lead was Clayton. I mean, it was hard. Clayton sucks. Clayton sucks. Clayton well, that was, sucks. That was hilarious. <laughs> and then the entire first episode was making fun of Clayton. Yeah. Or Clayton. He's had it so hard <laughs> from the minute he came on the scene. But sorry to interrupt you. No, Keep no. Going. He's just, you know, enough of Clayton already. But uh, I like him. I like these women so much better than I like Clayton. And I like Clayton fine. But He's a good person. Right. And actually, I love him and Susie together. I don't know right. if you see their the videos that they make. I really love yes. them as a couple. So, but that goes back to the same thing. Like, we didn't love him as the lead, but it doesn't take away the fact that he's a really good person, right? Like he right. means well as well intentioned. Some people are good for TV and right. some aren't, right. right? Or some create drama and aren't themselves. Right. For example, Bachelor in Paradise, Thomas, right? right. He's right. the villain, but then he's on Bachelor in Paradise. And now he's like, he's an amazing guy. He's and like, people didn't see that. I loved Bachelor Nation character. We right. all love him now. I know. I know. He really changed. The big turn. Well, I really do enjoy both Rachel and Gabby and I'm sorry to see them go through this emotional roller coaster. Interestingly though, as you know from that um, rose ceremony rose ceremony where uh, Rachel had three roses rejected and she's so down on herself. I I mean we can talk about this at nauseum, but we can talk about this later. The guys that she has are good quality guys. I totally agree. And there's a bunch of them that she, seemingly she has a great relationship with and I mean, I don't know. She should stop being so upset because in some ways, I don't think Gabby has the same, I don't know, quality is the word, but I don't think she has as strong of a group. Oh, that's so interesting that you say that. I think in each group, in my opinion, because so now that they've split off, right? right. And like they're on the ship and they've got team Gabby and team Rachel and then Logan sort of in between. I think there's maybe a top two or three in each group. And then mm -hmm. the rest of them are like, fine. Because right. I actually do feel like, for the, sure. Both the groups are pretty strong. I'm really glad Hayden's gone. I really loved Gabby's date with Jason. I thought that was amazing. Like the connection there was incredible. Um, and I think the one before in the episode the, before that too, I thought was really good. So yes. I feel like she's got innate, I think is really strong. There's definitely like a top three or four in each group that For I feel sure. like are good quality guys. And I think equivalent in terms of like the connection that they have. Very likely, very likely. And of course, as we know, you may think one thing and something else is going on at the same time. I think we thought Rachel was the forefront leader throughout all of Clinton's season. Yeah. And look what happened. <laughs> right, exactly. They, so you know, who knows? Part of it's the editing. Yeah, no, I love that date that she had with Jason. I adored him. And uh, she said something really interesting. I don't know if we want to talk about it yeah. later, but she said something very interesting about how she recognizes that he's quiet and reserved. And she waited until then to ask him on the date because he seemed like after a few weeks, he felt more comfortable. And he even said that he was a nervous wreck the first few days and barely ate and slept. So she at least was perceptive enough to wait until a few days, weeks, whatever had gone by. And then she asked him on a date when he was a little calmer. <laughs> That's a really good point. And I loved how open he was about mm -hmm. therapy. And, you know, they actually had a lot in common in terms of right. their insecurities and like the therapy that they've gone through and the type of therapy uh, that they've gone through. And I felt, I, I thought felt, that was wonderful because you don't hear a guy in his age range yeah, she even discussing said that. that on national television. She um, brought a lot out in him and mm -hmm. I thought they had a great connection. The other great connection for her, I think, is Eric. I really yes. liked their date. I like their date, but I don't know if I like Eric that much. No. I felt like he 
was not enjoying Grandpa John <laughs> as much as I thought he should have. I mean, that's a tough one. Right. By the way, that date was adorable. Cute. At first, cute. when the date card came out and said something about three's a crowd, yeah. I thought, what in the world are they doing? But Grandpa John was hysterical. He really was, was really fun. And I thought Eric was a pretty good sport. I thought where it kind of got awkward was at that dinner. And she had to remember, she had to walk out because she was so upset and talking oh, about. Yeah. The yeah. grandpa was gone. By the then. grandpa was gone by then. He sleeping for hours. I know. He was probably out partying knowing him. Oh, knowing him. He I thought so he fun. was really cute. I thought that Eric was just, he was okay with him. He was fine. But if I was on national television, I would have bent over backwards to be super sweet to the grandpa. I thought he was like, okay, are you leaving now? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because no, you're probably so know. nervous and you're like, right. I only get so much time with someone and I would really like to spend it with her. That's true. Um, but yeah, I could have just ditched him and watched her and Grandpa John just like hanging out, <laughs> doing whatever they're so doing. Cute. So there's some discussion that maybe he was uh, in contention for the senior bachelor. Oh, that's right. What they keep talking about is on the horizon, but who knows? I mean, if you're going to choose anyone, he's the man. Like, you, you know, you talk about somebody from a previous season. Right, he's right. beloved, I think, at he's this so point. Cute. Send him to paradise. Maybe he should be the new bartender. Oh, my gosh. Is he the cutest? So, yes, I did like Eric, but I loved her date with Jason. Yeah, I thought that was the best. And Nate, too. Even the way that Nate you know, expresses himself, even during the boxing date, the way that mm -hmm. he expresses That's himself true. to her, I feel like there's for sure a connection there. So I there's would imagine those three yes. are probably the top yes. three Which is, for her. You know, it's funny point. when these guys, we first saw these pictures of these guys, I thought to myself, I mean, you know, some of them are just not great pictures maybe, but I thought how in the world are there eight guys? If you have four hometowns, how are there eight guys here? hometown worthy. <laughs> I felt the same way. I don't know. Maybe it was the picture. I was like, these dudes look like a bunch of suburban dads. You know what I mean? Like young suburban dads, which perhaps that's what they're going for. Definitely better in person and dynamic personalities. Right. Some of them, some you of them not really so much. feel their personalities when you just see a picture. So yes, I feel like we can pick three for each of them. And there's a few options for the fourth. Who do you think hometowns. would be Rachel's top three? Rachel's top three are... Tino. In For my sure. Eyes, I love Tino. Tino. Um, Zach. I loved their date. Can we talk about that for yes, a second? So that was the that. me and you movie where they went to the movie theater and it was like a big oh. movie premiere. And then they saw videos of each of them when they were growing Zach up. Zach was crying. Zach was crying. Was I really sweet. loved that date. I thought they had such a great connection. So that was a great date. I do agree. Even. I think Avon. I keep forgetting about Avon. I don't know why. I agree. Because I think he's a good guy. we didn't see him for a couple. I think he was MIA for a while. Yeah, maybe he was because he's not top of mind for me. What about Tyler? So I didn't think much of Tyler until this last episode. Mm -hmm. but I thought they had a really nice connection. He seems like a good guy. I don't know if he's as good of a fit as maybe a Tino or a Zach would be. But I think <laughs> he's, he's probably a content. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe he's sort of the questionable fourth. What do you think of Meatball? Okay. And why is he there? Why is he there? You know what? Thank goodness he was there because yes. he fully exposed Hayden. So if you yes. haven't seen the episode, which hopefully all of you have who are listening, Hayden was bad mouthing the girls a little bit. Um, the history here is that Hayden went to Gabby and basically said, listen, I just want to be totally upfront with you. I'm here for Rachel. And then called her rough around the edges was like, which was bad enough. 
But worse, I thought, was that he said, I feel like my morals align better with Rachel. Yeah. So I mean, what does that even mean? Or my values align better with Rachel? What does that even mean? Okay, clearly you find something else in her. But but so then when he said rough around the edges, that really was like a punch in the gut to Gabby. And right. so in the beginning of this episode, he was sitting around talking to guys, not understanding why the girls were so upset about that and why that was so offensive. And so right. he's sitting there bad-mouthing him or bad-mouthing them and saying things like, oh, well, my ex-girlfriend is so much better. These girls don't hold a candle to my ex-girlfriend. Like all these just nasty it things and really they're bitches obnoxious. and they were overreacting. I agree. It was really strange. And maybe his feelings were hurt or he was super defensive. And his point was Gabby uses the word or the phrase around well, the edges. The same word. And that would right, the phrase. Right. Um, rough around the edges to describe herself. But like if but you're... Did she really? She I, I may think have. She did in an in the moment little thing, but I never. I just rewatched the whole season. I yeah. never heard her say that. Maybe but she did. even if she did, I think the point is like, people express their insecurities. Like, oh, I'm so annoying, or I'm so this, or I'm rough around the edges. So maybe you won't like me. But part of that is like, this is my insecurity that I'm expressing to you. What I want you to say is, no, you're not. You're great. This is what I love about you is that you have a little bit of an edge to you. Like. You want somebody who's going to embrace it and compliment you. You don't want someone who's going to repeat it back to you, right? It's almost because Absolutely. he couldn't understand. He's like, if she's saying this to describe herself, what's wrong with me also saying it? But like, he has no idea that if clueless. you're expressing your insecurities as a way to describe yourself, it isn't because you want to be that. It's like, this is the thing that you For fear. Sure. And so... And also, Rachel can say, Gabby, you bitch. Right. And that's fine. Right. But if he calls her that or whatever. Exactly. That's not like, fine. it's just, there's, you have to understand the context in which these right. things are okay and not okay. So, point being, Meatball. <laughs> it's we funny because Rachel calls him James. We learned he has a real name. He Who does. Knew? Who knew? Yes. I know. I can't. The problem is also now he's Meatball, and I can't take Meatball seriously as an actual contender for a dating show. No. I just can't. You can't with a nickname like that. And I, then, but then he turns out to be a good guy. He's and wonderful. It's, it's like juxtaposition his name is Meatball to he's a good guy. It just was not. Right. I have head. like the movie Animal House like playing in my head where meatball. he's got the like the college sweatshirt on yes. or whatever. And so yeah, Meatball. I think he's a great guy. So he took it upon himself to let Rachel know all of the things that Hayden had said, um, which I'm glad. Well, so this brings up an interesting thing we should talk about. So when we were saying uh, how this season is so different, one of the things that was very different seemingly to me is, and here's a perfect example. Meatball says, Hayden says X, Y, and Z. And then Rachel immediately says, I need to talk to Hayden. And she goes and she gets him and she says, I hear you said X, Y, and Z. And he said, no, 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 no. And in past what would happen is then you would get them. You bring meatball, everybody together. And then you come together yeah. and they'd say no and yes and no and yes. And he would, you wouldn't, if you were Clayton, you would really not know what to do and you would, you know, be completely at a loss. But Rachel is just like, no, I believe Meatball. Now, how you can believe someone with a name like Meatball? But she just. He's very credible. That was the end. That was the end of him, which was, um, you know, much more decisive than anything Clayton ever did. But I'm guessing it's, there was so much more to that story. Like he had already sure. been offensive to Gabby, yes. right? There was already an issue. I don't know. Well, the most interesting thing was, so they had their one-on-one -on -one time and he's talking about his dog Rambo who's dying. And by the way, like I would never leave my dog to come on a dating show. I'm sorry. I don't care what kind of opportunity that is. 
but I would never leave my dying dog for that. So meanwhile, he tells her this whole story and then Tino walks in and is like, can I have some time? And Rachel's like, thanks for sharing and walks away. And he was like, I can't believe that she just ended the conversation like that and blah, blah, blah. So when she pulls him over to be like, I need to talk to you, do you know why I'm pulling you aside? He was like, Rambo? Like, are we talking about my dog? Had no idea. He did. He was respectful when he left. Actually, he was like, you know what? You're a I don't know what he called her, but you know, like not a bitch, and right, like you're a strong woman, and you know, I wish gang plank. He did. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right. So here's my question regarding. I mean, yes, super sad about the dog, and he loves his dog, and he can't wait to have a relationship with someone who loves him like his dog loves him, and. But he took the dog's favorite toy. I thought about that too. He's like, here's my dog's cancer duck. And I carry around the, because I can't carry around the whole thing. I'm like, you you have a dying dog that you leave. And then you take the favorite toy away with you on a trip. This poor dog's like, where's my dad? And where's my duck? He needed to go. He and the duck needed to go home to the dog. I agree. So I'm glad he's gone for a multitude of reasons. A multitude of reasons. Okay. So I think that in the episode before, he was, was he the last one to be selected by Rachel? I believe he was. And I don't think that Rachel really wanted to take him because she just heard some bad Correct. stuff that yeah. he had said to Gabby. And it wasn't, he wasn't top of mind. Like, I don't think she really wanted to take him, but she was kind of limited. There were not that many guys left. And he said, he said he was there for her. So right. the fact that she knew right. that was guaranteed rose. Right. And if no one else, to your point, like if nobody else matters right. that much, at least you know you're not going to get rejected again. Correct. That had to be why he I got picked. I think you're absolutely right. But I believe that he was on the chopping block for sure for that. He wasn't in the top seven or whatever the last number. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. was going to be kicked out. So Rachel hears something bad about him and is like, I'm done. You're out of here. You're leaving in 10 minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. There was no love lost there, frankly. Um, What do you think about them getting on the ship? Like being on the ship, you have this massive cruise ship. Yes. You know, the, I don't know, Virgin, whatever it was called. You have this massive ship to yourself. It's like empty. It's really cool. One, I get seasick. So that would have caused massive anxiety for me. But I'm just curious, like, do you think that's a cool and interesting twist to how they're separating well, I everybody it was interesting. so many things that jesse said he tried to say he was so dramatic and whatever he said and then in was, french <laughs> i'm sure it's in his contract that he said we have to go to france because i have to show off my french he's a canadian so I, right he knows french so um he says we're going to france and everyone's like yay well they kind of just went to like a harbor or somewhere yeah, exactly <laughs> they could have been in, in port city, you know right. anywhere yeah so that was kind of funny but he does that a few other times when we talk. I'll think about other times that he was super dramatic and then it becomes nothing. But so they went to France. They were on that cruise ship. I mean, it was something different. Uh, it kind of harked back to when they were stuck in that hotel, you know, the COVID seasons. Oh, that's right. Where they the couldn't even leave the property. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not as exciting as they did leave. Rachel had that group date that's group date if you ask me with the sex people can we talk about that for a second the intimacy people (laughs) okay so first there's the gabby boxing day that's a good point because they are going to go from port to port they're going to bruges next week which is one of my favorite places um yeah so they show the gabby date with boxing but we barely get to see the gabby date because all they're showing is rachel crying and getting upset because all of the guys showed up to watch the boxing but nobody paid any attention to her. But the right. point is they may not have been allowed to, right? 
I she could have gone over to them. She could have gone over and talked to them. Or what I think happened is they said you have to stand here, or please, here's where you guys are, and kind of I think it they made it the made the guys feel like they couldn't just walk over and talk to Rachel. I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, I agree. But it was a weird setup. It was and a she really was, weird again. Setup. So upset. I know, which, listen, I get it, but I think the expectations were mismatched mm -hmm. there, and she could have made an effort if she wanted to. You don't just sit there and wait, and they probably didn't right. even know it was okay or allowed to right. go over there. Meanwhile, they show Gabby's date, but you barely see any of it because there's all this Rachel drama going on, so I was kind of bummed right. that we missed out on that. So then cut to Rachel's date. Well, she confronts the guys and says, I'm upset because none of you, I don't mm -hmm. feel seen, none of you came over to talk to me, and this isn't okay. So then they go on this group date, and she's like, it's their job today to make me feel special. So they have this couple that's intimate intimacy specialists or romance specialists. They walk in and these people are like one disgusting and two like making out and the noises and watching them kiss was like not even romantic. It was disgusting. But watching the guy's expressions when they walked in was pretty entertaining. <laughs> it was it was pretty entertaining, but like it's one thing when you can see, you know, passion and realness there, but it was so gross and awkward I, are we supposed to think oh it's france that's what they do in france sure they just maybe needed different people right. and so then they start with these like we're going to walk you through some tasks to express romance the first one is flirting one you can't flirt in front of all these people it's so awkward They're not like on cue like that right I'm, you've got one that's like putting her in a chokehold and another one that's you know crawling on his knees to kiss her feet and she kept backing up remember that i think yes. it was ethan that was doing was that ethan. and then you have them like french kissing their own hand and then that was so you know normally i sit here and i take all these notes when i'm watching the show oh God, I, I watch it multiple times in that scene i wrote icky sexy date or whatever i had like three words move it on. was so gross and oh then they're God. smelling armpits i I'm never like, heard how of such is a thing. that what is that i i guess it's like if you're attracted to someone you are sending out yeah, some kind of hormonal thing. I don't know. That was so gross. I'm like, you could have skipped all of those tasks and just had them write love letters because it that was great. Nice. I enjoyed yes. that part of it. Is this the one Tyler had a poem already written or something? Yeah, I think he had written it the night before after she had confronted the guys and he okay. had written and I liked that he got the date because yeah, I honestly didn't think twice about him before that. Oh. I was like, okay, he's quality guy yeah that was silly but they did leave the ship that one time yeah which i'm guessing they're going to right it's just going to go yeah. from port to wherever they're going to end up you know i would not have thought ever to put them on a cruise ship but i don't think it's a bad idea it's kind of cool they get to see a bunch of countries yeah i'm just yeah i don't know for me who gets seasick i was like oh, oh my god that would give me anxiety and being on a big empty ship it's one thing if there's other people there and you can See what's going on because like a cruise brings energy it's right creepy to be on an empty that's ship, what i'm actually. thinking i'm like i feel like the shining or something like just an empty deserted ship it's like you and your jesse walking around speaking french okay. all right going back to the girls and the dynamic between them mm -hmm. you know it was interesting because i i feel like there's a little bit of a crutch there at least there was in the beginning right mm -hmm. it's sort of like the two of them holding hands the two of them against the world do you feel like that's still happening now that they've split up a little bit or do you see that they're still kind of like leaning on each other for example you know they both had their dates in Paris which were awesome actually both yes. of their dates were great and then Agreed. after the day like the rain where Gabby went to try on the hats 
um, with her date. And then like Rachel went and made crepes and went to the chocolate shop. They came back together and immediately Rachel's like, do you have to go to the bathroom? And then they went inside to talk, right? There's got to be some comfort to that. But do you feel like things would be different if they didn't have each other? Or do you feel like they would still be on the same path? That's a really good question. Um, You know, what I thought about when they were having that little coffee clutch or when they were in the cafe having the conversation when they were pretending to go to the bathroom but they didn't yeah first of all that was kind of weird that they were standing behind the guys listening to them (laughs) guys didn't they know they were standing right behind them but um, thank god they said nice things yes the interesting thing there was you know we used to have uh caitlin and taisha as the host yeah that would be a time where michelle wasn't it yeah, Michelle was with them. They were the host for yeah. She could go and talk to them, or Katie could go and talk to them. And now we have Jesse, who's not as accessible to these women to go talk to. So I thought it was nice that they have each other. That yeah, they can talk. Yeah, and, you know, oh, I'm feeling this way, or I'm feeling that way, and oh, these guys, this one was mean to me, and I don't like them. I do think it's useful for Rachel to know that you know, so and so was schmucky, <laughs> yeah. and so she's not going to maybe pick them. They she seem they seem like they're have each other's backs. They're not going to really, if somebody is kind of a jerk, they're not going to go for them. Although Rachel did pick Hayden, but as we just discussed, he was not long for this world anyway. But I do think it's nice for them to have that crutch um, because they don't have the Tasha Crick. Um, Caitlin, yeah. No, you're right. I loved it. And I thought uh, those two hostesses were great together and the Mm -hmm. dynamic between them and the giggling Mm -hmm. between them was really fun. And I agree with you. I think it's nice for them to have somebody to go through it together. And now that they're not competitive, I think it would be helpful. The question is, will this continue to be a format or do they view it, you know, the producers and ABC, do they view this as a failure? I don't know. Time will tell. tell. To the point that you just made about they have each other's backs, the whole Logan situation, well, right? We have to talk about Logan. We have to talk about Logan. So Logan and Gabby in the beginning were like, they had a connection. Mm-hmm. And so he kissed both of them. He feels that connection with Gabby after accepting Rachel's rose. And then right. he was debating the whole time. I need to talk to Gabby. I need to talk to Gabby and get this solved. Do I, right? There's the dilemma. Right. Do I still accept Rachel's rose just so that I can stay on the show and then get with Gabby next week since I didn't have a chance well, so to talk to Gabby tonight. What do you think of Logan? That is the real question because Logan's being villainized, I think. And I don't necessarily see it. I don't think he's a villain either. Like I could see this being, I mean, I don't particularly see him as final guy for either of them, but I, I empathize with his situation. I could see if yes. you're into someone and the other one gives you a rose and you're not into them, Right. Like, how do you manage it? Or maybe he's like, I want I think he did want to give Rachel a chance. Like, all right, let me see where this goes. But then he sees Gabby and says, every time I see her, I realize that's where I should be. So I wouldn't think that that's a villain or like a bad person. You're just somebody who's trying to be honest with yourself in the situation and make the right decision for everyone. Right. And I can't remember exactly which episode it was, but I guess episode three where they suddenly jesse comes out and says you need to you need to pick a lane right and he has already said i don't know where i'm going Mm -hmm. i I haven't you know we have to keep in mind many of these guys have had like three minutes with each of these women right they don't really know they're looking forward to really getting to talk to them and then all of a sudden jesse's like okay nobody no more talking and you have three minutes to decide or whatever it is and you have to pick a lane and they don't know what to do and if you recall, Rachel asks 
Tremaine, yeah. Alec, I forgot who the other guy was, Jacob, yeah. and they all reject him, re reject her. I don't think, it was only two of them. And then Logan, and he sees the writing on the well, wall meatball. here. Meatball turned it down. Right, And right, then right. came back. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. I think Meatball was after Logan. But Logan says, sure, I'll take it. Like, nobody really knows. Because there's no rules, mm -hmm. nobody really knows what's going to happen to the guys who rejected the rose. They are just told that they go back up on the risers, and they just are sitting there waiting to find out if Rachel's going to pick them. Right. So they don't really know what's going to happen. But I think Logan, even though he's kind of being vilified in Bachelor Nation, he's not a bad guy. He didn't know what else to do. I think he was right to take the rose. Yeah. And I think he was right to take the rose in the fourth episode also because he told Jesse, I think I'm kind of leaning now towards Gabby. Jesse, who acted like he was perturbed at him, which was annoying, but said, you need to talk to Gabby. But then they gave him no time. This right, whole... they canceled the cocktail party again because of Rachel, again, right. which was frustrating. I mean, I feel like there's been more canceled cocktail parties For sure. and events than they've actually had. And so there is a lot of missed opportunities. So I actually agree with you. I don't think he's a bad person. I probably would have done the same thing. And at this point, you're like, I am going to take it because I don't want to give up my shot and it's right. not like everybody else has stronger connections. And I could so. see, I could feel myself being in this situation. Both of the people I'm looking at, you're looking, you know, they seem kind of, I don't know. Oh, wait, I have to pick one. Oh, and this one's giving me a rose. Okay, fine. And then when all that I think about it, it kind of maybe like the other one. Yeah, I and I think that's okay. Like, I think that seems natural. Right. My other question was, when Rachel's roses got rejected, yes. like, would any of them have been a potential... For Gabby, like, would Gabby have wanted to give Termaine a rose? And she didn't because Rachel was claiming him. Because remember, right. he, Jesse said, you know, if the rose is rejected, you know, you go back into the pool and you have an opportunity with Gabby. Do you think there was anyone that Gabby was like, oh, I really would love to take them, but I don't want to hurt Rachel's feelings by keeping them in? Well, we don't know because we weren't privy to any pre-rose ceremony conversations where maybe they talked about perhaps Tremaine, they talked about him and Gabby said, I'm going to give him, I mean, Rachel said, I'm going to give him a rose. And then Gabby, even though she was maybe kind of interested in him, hypothetically, she said, no. Right. I mean, or she said, fine, you go ahead and do it. And then when he rejected the rose, you know, we didn't know. I mean, she, we didn't know what would happen. Right. And Gabby had already, they'd sort of said, here's my list and here's your list. Right. But I wonder if Gabby would have kicked anybody off of her list because maybe she wanted one of those guys more than somebody on well, her she list. she didn't do that. But but is it because she already had the set and it would have upset Rachel if she would have said, actually, I really would prefer to have this guy instead of this other guy? No, You know? They are trying their best not to pit the girls against each other. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with Logan. Yeah. Like, does that create turmoil with the girls, like, within their own relationship? Right. So I don't know. I'm glad he stays. And it does. I mean, their previews show him walking into the room and all the guys are like, whoa, <laughs> right, right. which is pretty shocking. I actually am really sad Tremaine left. Um, I liked him. A friend, he's from Naperville. He's a friend of a friend's and I hear that he's a great guy. And he oh, too soon. that's a bummer. But yes. again, like, would Gabby have kept him? Who knows? Yeah. I know. He had a lot of Chicago people because mm -hmm. you've got Meatball or James, yes. who is from Winnetka. Yes. You have him from Naperville. I think there's multiple people somebody from Naperville. Somebody else is from Naperville. Yeah. And um, somebody else is from, oh, Nate is from Chicago. Oh, that's I right. Believe. And Spencer 
is listed as a graduate student from Chicago. Oh, I really like him, by well, the way. I looked him up and he's listed as a venture capitalist. So I don't know. Oh, that is so successful. Right. I liked him a lot. And I feel yes. like he hasn't gotten enough airtime. I'm hoping right. he gets he's a little bit more. coming up into the picture. I so agree. who do you think will be the four hometown dates for Gabby? Gabby's hometown date. I think Eric for sure. Mm -hmm. I think Nate for sure. Mm -hmm. um, Jason. And then I really don't know on the fourth. Like, right. what do you think? You know, Mario was coming in strong at the beginning, but now. Yeah, what happened to him? He literally, they both, I think, loved him in the beginning. And then, yeah, he sort of just disappeared off the radar. Still, I don't get it. He's making the cut, but he doesn't seem to be much of a character. But the question is, is that editing, right? Is Who he knows? just not getting any airtime? It seems like from the airtime that we've seen, the first person would be Spencer. Because yeah. Johnny, nothing about Johnny, and we know even less about Michael. If you ask me, do we know? Oh, Michael? I forgot about Michael. Really? <laughs> That's no, a very good point. Yeah, guys. Johnny, I'm not feeling it. But again, it may not be their time. I think, I mean, personally, I would like it to be Spencer, and I hope he gets a little bit more attention. I do like him. Okay, yeah. so I have a question for you. Okay. And switching things up this year, one of the things they have that we've never seen before is obviously the guys are on these teams, which right. they're not really in competition with each other, but right. team But how else do you? Yeah. So the guys who've already gotten roses are not at the rose ceremony. They're in some holding pen. And then when they give the rose to Logan or whomever, he goes to the holding pen or whatever it is. I love that. It's my new favorite part. Oh of my the God, show. I love it. Because you know what? They've done it on other shows. Yeah. They've done it. I think maybe Joe Millionaire had it. There was another dating show. What was that? Um, it was like a bachelor music one. I can't oh, remember yeah, the name yeah, of it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think they did it on there too. I love it because then really it's sort of like they played song, love songs. Yeah, I think it was cute. maybe it wasn't that show then. It was another one. But anyway, um, I love the idea of it because then they're like, "Who's coming next?" Well, like, like, I, I know it's gonna more. be Zach. I know it. I know it. I know it. And then you know, Ethan comes around the corner. And they're right. like, "Oh no!" Right. Just the, it's not. Or it's not so critical to the show or its plot or anything, but it's kind of a cute little twist. I, I like it. it too. And then like they can talk and like speculate and all of that versus standing there awkwardly sweating and well, watching and we're people. seeing another side of them. They're kind of like rooting for the Zach or whomever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're disappointed to see Ethan, but they hadn't picked Ethan. Just, they didn't expect him to come exactly. in. So yeah, there's exactly. a lot more, you know, expression going on there. No, I agree. That's a really good call out. Hey, so what do you think of the promos? Do you hear those? Or do you are you just totally fast forwarding through all the commercials and not hearing the promo for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette future seasons? They are the most awkward. Like, if your boyfriend is living in a van by the river. I know. I was like, okay, one, a lot of people aren't going to get the Chris Farley SNL reference. Oh, I was thinking Unless it's Dean. Dean. Yeah, maybe it's Dean. Yeah, maybe it's Dean. Uh, that That's could be. funny. I know. I was like, these are really bad. Who's writing these? Well, and if your boyfriend is a loser kind of thought, like, yeah. well, wait, if you have a boyfriend, you're not supposed to be coming on the show, no matter how much of a loser he is. Right. It's kind of funny. I know. Unless maybe the type of people that they're getting are people who are ditching their significant other. Like maybe they're maybe. looking at the data of who's coming on the show and making these ridiculous claims. I really like, they're so awkward. It's almost a parody or a spoof of itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and it, so that brings us back to Jesse. I mean, never did Chris Harrison have any humor in his promos. I know. Jesse, Jesse is kind of like, I feel like he's like sort of clownish. You know, he comes out <laughs> um, speaking a foreign language. He's taking roses back and forth with no, I never gave us a clue that these roses were going to be snatched away. Yeah. He's just doing all this like bizarre stuff. And on top of everything else, 
I don't know. He's like, wait, what are the rules? You guys know the rules? I don't know the rules. I know. Just, I'm like, is that the like, shtick that yeah. he's supposed to have? Or, I mean, is that the way of giving him some different personality? I don't know. I, I Again, like, I like Jesse. I think he's a good dude. Do I think he's the right host? I don't. I'm, the jury's still out. He's fine. He's neither here nor there. The interesting thing, I was, I was thinking about Chris Harrison the other day because there was some news about Tyler Cameron and Matt James not being friends anymore, you know, and I think it was due to Rachel. And I thought about the amount of stuff that happened in that season. And yes. here you have Matt and Rachel together. They're awesome together. Like, I love following them on social media. Like, I think they're really cute together. Hopefully they can make it in the long term. But like Chris Harrison lost his job because of that whole situation. Right. Matt and Tyler aren't friends anymore because of that whole situation. So it's just interesting. Well, we don't know entirely, but that's the I know everything. What are you talking about? Well, that's about? true. I'm just kidding. No, it that may not be speculation. That. But it's just fascinating to me that like all of these things fell apart around them, yet they um, survived. I mean, good for well, them. Not only are they surviving, but there's rumor that she might be pregnant. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that for sure. a second? Yes. So talk about the video that uh, he so, made an ad for Nissan, right? That is uh, Nissan, Nissan Altima or something. Yeah, I think it was Altima. It is. And so he made this little ad and he's running around doing errands and picking up his grandma or whatever he's doing. And at the very end, he brings a baby car seat and puts it into the back of the car. And he says, it's going to be needed soon. Right. It'll be needed eventually, like that kind of thing. And he nods his head. Yeah. And that's the end of the ad. So that's where nation is like, what? I know. Is she pregnant? Is she not pregnant? Listen, is this there's more a of a ton of Bachelor Nation news. We are going to table it all and talk about it next week. Because next week we'll only have one episode. Right, exactly. Like versus so trying to cover the If you're listening, be sure to tune in next week because we're going to give you a ton of all the Bachelor Nation gossip. I know. If you think about all a that's happened over the last several months, like engagements, marriages, babies. Just this week, I think there were two or three engagements. So Yeah, I know. Tune so much to week. cover. <laughs> so much to cover. All right. Well, Susan, this is always fun recapping. I'm really glad to be back. It's, Yay. you know, we needed the break. It was a lot, right? Two seasons right we in really a row. Needed we needed the break. But then I was craving just talking to you. I mean, we still talk and text and everything, but there's just been so much going on. And I think this season is interesting and exciting. And it's there's a lot of new, uh, right. you know, new elements that they've introduced. And so um, just it's kind of two leads has made a big difference right. in how things are working. Even if Jesse has no idea what the rules are and what's <laughs> happening, we have picked up on it. There's a lot of new things. There's a lot of new things. And I'm sure there'll be more, right? I assume yes. we have another six episodes or or more, but I really believe they both have a really good group of guys, and I hope that they both find what they're looking for. I haven't actually heard very much. I feel like usually we hear a lot of rumors. Maybe I need to go. I've been actively trying to avoid more. any spoilers, so oh, good I haven't heard that. anything. Yeah, I haven't either. But um, I'm a big fan of of the girls and the guys, and I'm hopeful right. for bright futures and final good. roses. Yeah. Yay! Awesome. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much. Definitely tune in next week. Happy to be back. And follow us on Instagram. Yep. At final underscore rose underscore tonight. Got it. All, All right. right. Can't wait till next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.